Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Got kind of a crazy story here with a happy ending. Utah nurse reaches $500,000 settlement in dispute over her arrest for blocking a cop from drawing blood from a patient. That's the story in a nutshell, but the details uh, are where the interesting parts are. Pamela Manson wrote this to the Salt Lake Tribune. Brad sent it to me. Thanks a lot. University hospital nurse has agreed to a half a million dollar payment to settle a dispute over her arrest by a Salt Lake City police officer after she barred him from drawing blood from an unconscious patient. And that was her attorney making that announcement yesterday. And how this all went down is, is kind of wild. The attorney said at a news conference, the agreement with Salt Lake City and the University of Utah covers all parties and takes the possibility of litigation off the table. There will be no lawsuit. So apparently, the attorney approached the powers that be and said, guys, we can file this up and see what happens in court, or we can settle it now. What do you want to do? They decided to settle it. And interestingly, because she's holding a press conference where she announces how much money was at stake, there was no confidentiality clause in this. The arrest drew widespread condemnation after the attorney released police body camera footage and hospital security footage of the encounter that happened back in August. Now, the nurse will use a portion of the money to help people get body camera footage at no cost of incidents involving themselves, she said, at a news conference. In addition, the attorney's law firm will provide free legal services necessary to obtain the video. They're turning this into a cause. And the law firm is Christensen and Jensen. Christensen and Jensen. Uh, the nurse says, we all deserve to know the truth. And the truth comes when you see the actual raw footage, and that's what happened in my case. No matter how truthful I was in telling my story, it was nothing compared to what people saw and the visceral reaction people experienced when watching the footage of the experience that I went through. And that's what many people have pointed out, is that police are often wearing body cameras and they're taking footage. They're shooting footage of everything they do. Now, if they turn the body cameras off or if the footage gets lost, then of course we lose that. But think of all the times that you've heard the version of what supposedly happened from somebody. And the body camera footage gets released. And people go, oh, that's what happened. And I've seen it both where it exonerates the police and also where it exonerates the person that the police are interacting with. I've seen both sides on that. So the point is that sunlight is the best disinfectant, as they say. The nurse said she also will make a donation to the Utah Nurses Association and will help spearhead the end nurse abuse campaign by the American Nurses Association. The attorney said she hopes a discussion about the need for police body cameras continues and noted the footage had also protected law enforcement officers in the past. As I noted, it works both ways. The encounter leading to the nurse's arrest began when she refused to allow a Salt Lake City detective to draw blood from an unconscious patient who had been involved in a fiery crash in that county earlier in the day. You might say, but Steve, police take blood samples all the time. What's going on here? Well, this is where it gets interesting. The nurse pointed out that the crash victim was not under arrest, but also that the detective did not have a warrant to obtain the blood, and he could not obtain consent because the man was unconscious. Now, you see, but see, this should all be obvious to everybody, right? What's the issue here? Well, the detective insisted he had implied consent to get the blood, and he eventually arrested the nurse. He handcuffed her and placed her in a police car outside the hospital, but then released her after 20 minutes and never filed any charges. 
So apparently handcuffed her stuck her in the car to get, him, get her out of his way. Okay. Now the nurse is heard on footage of the incident asking a university police officer to protect her because the detective had threatened her with arrest. The uh, university officer informed the nurse that if she interfered with the investigation, she'd be obstructing justice and he would not prevent the detective from arresting her. And I suspect also there's just some courtesy going on there. When a detective from one agency and a police officer from another agency encounter each other, quite often they go, okay, you do what you got to do, I'll do what I got to do, but don't worry about it. The footage shows that as a detective moves to arrest the nurse, he grabbed her and chased her. She screamed and backed into the university police officer. The officer placed a hand on her shoulder, apparently assisting the other officer, the detective. Other hospital employees appear to try and talk the detective down as the arrest is taking place. So you need to know that in September, the mayor of Salt Lake City announced an internal affairs investigation had found that detective and another lieutenant violated several department policies during their interaction with the nurse. So the internal investigation found that mistakes were made by the police. A review by the city's independent police civilian review board also found that the officers violated department policies. Two reports also single out university officers and security for not trying to defuse the situation. They're standing by, watching what's going down, but they don't get involved. A police chief in the case fired the detective on October 10th and demoted the lieutenant to the rank of officer. Both men have appealed the punishment to the Salt Lake City Civil Service Commission. Now, the nurse said Tuesday she hopes disciplinary measures are upheld. I will be very disappointed if they aren't. The patient, now this is where it gets important. The patient at the center of the controversy was a 43-year-old truck driver, a full-time truck driver, and a part-time reserve officer with the Rigby, Idaho Police Department, of all things. He was severely burned on nearly half of his body in the July 26th crash, and he has since died. So he was in a crash in his truck, and he was severely burned. A man in a pickup truck who was fleeing from the Utah Highway Patrol collided head-on with that man's semi. And according to Logan Police, uh, that's what happened. And they're the ones who investigated the crash. The pickup truck's driver also died at the scene. So there's a collision where one car is involved in a high-speed chase with the police, uh, crashes the pickup truck into this man's semi. The pickup truck driver dies, and the man in the semi burned all over his body, taken to the hospital, unconscious. He's the one that they want to draw the blood from. And it's clearly not his fault. So why are they taking blood from him, or why do they want to take blood from him? After the crash, Logan police requested that Salt Lake City police obtain a blood sample from the truck driver, who was the victim in this. So an attorney for the detective had said a federal regulation requires a blood sample when a driver with a CDL is involved in a fatal accident, and that by getting a CDL, a driver is assumed to have consented to a blood draw. Now, I got a lot of guys and gals in my audience who are CDL uh, holders, truck drivers with commercial driver's licenses, and many of them are already saying, uh, that's not the case, that's not the case, because the man had a CDL, and the detective wanted the sample, but... CDL regulations cover what an employer is supposed to do after an employee is in an accident, not 
a law enforcement officer. So if you have a CDL and you're involved in an accident that involves a fatality, your employer can get a blood draw and check. But this is not for law enforcement. Another CDL regulation adopts state's implied consent law, but Utah's statute specifically requires reasonable suspicion that a person was intoxicated before a sample can be taken. So you can't rely on the CDL rules and you cannot rely on Utah state law. So what right did they have to draw the blood? They didn't. That's the whole point. So again, the guy whose blood they wanted to draw was the victim in the crash and he later died. So it's a crazy story. But the fact of the matter is that a detective shows up and wants to draw blood from an unconscious person who just got to the hospital after being in a fiery crash. And the nurse says, you can't do that. The police officer says, yes, I can. And when she gets involved, the police arrest her and throw her in a cop car and 20 minutes later let her go because presumably they weren't planning on actually arresting her. They simply wanted to get her away so that she wouldn't interfere with them while they're doing what they're doing, which wasn't legal. And that's the problem. And I know some people are going to go, Steve, how do you know that? Well, they just paid her half a million dollars. You tell me what that says. <laughs> a criminal investigation into the arrest, which involves the Unified Police Department, the FBI, and the Salt Lake County District Attorney's Office, does continue. So again, Utah nurse reaches half a million dollar settlement in dispute over her arrest for blocking a cop from drawing blood from a patient. And the patient was unconscious. He was the victim in a horrific crash. He later died, but he didn't cause the crash. He had done nothing wrong. So they obviously had no suspicion and they had no valid reason to be drawing blood from him. And when the nurse steps up and says, you can't do that, that's illegal. Uh, I will say the only thing here (laughs) that catches my attention, many people might point this out, she's not an attorney, she's a nurse. But somehow she knew that, she got that right. You know, so you got to give her credit. (laughs) She's not claiming to be an attorney, but she's simply pointing out that what they're doing is wrong. And they didn't like that, so they apparently had arrested her and threatened her with some kind of obstruction of justice argument. And the good news is that the whole thing was caught on body cams. And when that footage was played to the public a few months ago, there was outrage. There was outrage. So it ends well. And like I said, there was apparently no NDA or confidentiality agreement here because they're holding a press conference announcing the half a million dollar settlement. So uh, it's a good ending for her. Pamela Manson wrote that for the Salt Lake Tribune. And Brad sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. They say the universe is expanding. That should help with traffic.